All right. Uh, welcome to Leafs Talk After Dark, way after dark. <laughs> um, it's now one seventeen Eastern time. Uh, uh, welcome my good friend Ailish Forfar of fan pregame fame, of all sorts of different kinds of fame. Uh, mm. Really got the short end of the stick here, buddy. I don't know why you yeah, agreed I to really this. I really did. This is a, this is a pre-Christmas agree. Where mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, no problem. That's January Ailish's problem. And now that time has yeah. arrived and you're up at 115 talking about the lease with me. But uh, I'm kind of glad I stayed up because I would say that uh, after some really underwhelming performances against some bad teams here in the last little bit, I guess Carolina's on a bad team on Saturday, but you know, against uh, Columbus and Ottawa and the 9-3 against Buffalo before the break. Uh a really good performance against one of the better teams in the league. I might say this is their best performance of the year. A really nice reason to stay up late. Honestly, I like I don't know what I expected because it's a road game. It's 10:30 for us. It's like, you know, they just got there. It's a next gen game, so obviously, yes. you know, they're cursed with those jerseys and no next gen kids should be up watching this anyway. Yeah. So it was a weird one. Uh but that was one of their most solid performances like from start to to finish martin jones of course we'll get into that yeah. like just shutting it down it was the way that you wish they played in front of other goaltenders maybe yeah. uh to inspire some confidence but they were hard on pucks they just won puck battles it was pretty clean obviously like with a three nothing score couldn't be more clean than that but i was really impressed with the leafs and sometimes when you go on the west coast trip remember last year when we thought Sheldon mm-hmm. keith was going to get fired yes. it was a nice uh, refresher that things can be nice on the west coast and it's worth staying up till 120 in the morning <laughs> yeah i think that's my first note that i wrote down here is that i just love how hard they played mm-hmm. i i don't really remember a game this year where you know they 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 can respond to teams when they're playing a little bit chippy and they can be they can get into that mode they can go there this team but i don't think it's really their their preference and tonight it really seemed like they initiated it like they were really really just hard on sticks in front of the net on top of guys like you know anytime anyone went near the front of the net they were jumping all over them like i sent a couple texts got a couple you know group chats going over here i'm a Group chat, Gary, I got about 65 <laughs> going on. And a lot of people were up, which is nice. People love the Leafs, I guess. But I just, that's what I kept saying. Who are these guys? What's What's gotten into these guys? It just seemed like they were really, really, I don't know, into this game. I guess maybe they saw it as a measuring stick game playing against one mm. of the better teams in the league in the Western Conference. But yeah, they played a lot grittier, for lack of a better term, than I can remember them playing this year. It was a really hard-nosed performance from the Leafs, which is something we don't often say. I mean, I feel like it was needed because yes. those last couple games, as you mentioned, uh, you're getting blown out or losing to opponents that you really shouldn't. And they just felt like a lackluster effort. So this is maybe the way the Maple Leafs should play always against great teams, right? The Kings are a really good, as, as you said, measuring stick opponent. Mm-hmm. Well, the Leafs are going to play two teams uh, tomorrow and Saturday that are not. So it's like, can you continue to play this physical style, like if we're watching on the on the YouTube stream, like yeah. Benny the Butcher, that's what you guys call him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love yeah. this guy. He like, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's on Twitter now saying like you should re-sign him, a hundred percent. Like, what a diamond in the rough they found with him. Uh, he just like, and he is a tough guy, getting in there, grabbing. Like, he's fearless. You saw his handle cut open. I was like, ah, maybe yeah. we didn't need to go that far, but yeah, I just think that they they elevated to a level like the Kings are big physical guys, and they performed like 
the Leafs were also big physical guys, which sometimes is not the way that we perceive them. So it was really nice to see. It's true. And, you know, you mentioned the re-sign uh, Benny the Butcher ca- uh, campaign, which is something I didn't yes. expect to <laughs> pop up on my Twitter feed at 1.20 a.m. But I I think this offseason is going to be a weird one to look back on because, like, the big ticket items, I guess, uh, Klingberg, who is now – on the mm. beach on Robodaw Island, you know, Reeves got hurt. He hasn't been hurt from much. He was underwhelming to start the year. Bertuzzi was good tonight. He's kind of been a little bit underwhelming. Domi. But then the under-the-radar ones that True Living had are actually the ones that have, like, saved them. Like, look mm-hmm. at what they've gotten from Martin Jones, which we'll get into here. Yeah. But, like, Martin Jones, uh, Lagason, Benoit, even, you know, Gregor on the fourth line, mm-hmm. who's been a really nice find for them. I'm just, you know, it's it's a tale of two types of off seasons where your big ticket items are kind of like not been really, no, they haven't delivered as much as you'd want them to, but then the guys that you signed for nothing have been really important to you. So it's it's been a good one for them. And yeah, I guess like we can do, it's just classically fans. Like Benny the Butcher, Benoit <laughs> is just like the vintage guy that Leaf fans love. He wears number two, like kind of reminds people of what Luke Shen does. Yes. He's throwing his weight around. He's getting into scrums. He's just, He's a terrible fighter, but he fights like he cares. It's really not hard to please us as Leaf fans. Like it really isn't. We're a very simple bunch. And yeah, here's (laughs) him fighting a guy that he shouldn't be fighting. Like he gets worked pretty good, but he stands in there like that. uh, The other night against Fantilli where he's chirping Fantilli. And then one Mm. of the biggest, meanest men in the league jumps over the boards and Gabranson and he fights him too. He tries to BX a Superman punch him. Like I like this guy. I, I, I just, I like him. I hate, I I have to admit to you that I am classic, you know, Johnny in Etobicoke here. I like this guy a lot and I would like him to be here beyond this year. Yeah. A lot of credit to Trey living, as you said, because yeah. we thought coming into this season that the goaltending duo was going to be strong. It was going to be Joseph Wall and Ilya Samsonov who were both great. Well, that's an interesting predicament we're in now, yeah. but you look at the decor was kind of like the main focus, right? Oh, it's going to be weak. It's going to be weak. And these tiny pieces honestly have saved them like treading water for a while. If they didn't have some of these like sleeper guys that have come up and actually perform well for Leafs, they'd be in a completely different situation. But I, I think, yeah, Benny, the butcher, he's the, he's the talk of Twitter tonight, but obviously <laughs> Bertuzzi, the other one, right? Like what yeah. a slow, a slow start to his Leafs tenure. And I, I remember having conversations on our show and like hearing other people discuss, like maybe he just doesn't like the market. Like maybe it's Mm -hmm. too much. I'm like, okay, look at him now. Like he's become this Northern Ontario gritty (laughs) grease ball who tonight was like textbook. That's what you want from Bertuzzi. Right. I know you have some clips of his gear, which we'll get into, but He's just mucking it up and yeah. he just gives. And when you mentioned like them playing a physical and hard game, that stems from him on the offensive end. Like that was For him sure. driving that. Him and Benny the Butcher like brought that level of intensity that the Leafs like elevated to. But everything he does out there, like this, this assist, like just tiny little touch, the one without an, uh, a glove on. He's trying to figure out like, is he should he go to the bench? Should he not? And yeah, I just like love the style that he plays. Maybe <laughs> not his like his like a- a- aesthetic style, but his actual style. Like that's Sudbury baby. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, me laughing at memes of him or like <laughs> tweets of him and like texts of him with no glove on got me through the second period. Like it came. Oh, it's good. It was just I I don't know what it is about this guy but he's just addicted to grease. Like he just has to look the weirdest 
possible at all times. And my boy Cam, Carl P. Lash on Twitter, Borny showed her to moat during the second intermission. My boy Cam went to school together in Nova Scotia. He tweeted out that with the jeans, you wear jeans <laughs> over his shin pads if he could. Like, what is the greasiest thing he would wear if he was allowed? Like, I honestly think that he might go. Remember those, like, the look where you would wear like the cut sweatpants as socks? Yes, that was like yes. a popular look. Like, I remember a lot of people did that so up in the gross. sound. Feel like that might be a look. I feel like he might even go full Cooper all if he could. Like him with no glove on playing look the puck, that. and then. <laughs> It's just, it's scary movie too. It's take my strong hand. It looks so <laughs> funny to me. So uh, kudos to this guy. And like on a more serious note, the thing that I've noticed about him and like, I feel like I'm learning more things about his games. Yeah, put it in the Louvre. It's a great picture. <laughs> All of guys are looking at him. They just think he's greasy. But like his playmaking is something I wasn't really mm-hmm. aware of. I, you know, I, I thought of him more as like a gritty kind of hard-nosed goal scoring guy. But, like, his ability to find guys in the right spots, like, he's got no glove on, complete chaos, and he just, like, no look, puts it right on Yarncroft's stick in front of the net. So, a good night for Bertuzzi. And I got to ask, can you pull up the, can you pull up the picture of the, the oh, stick please do. for me, so uh, good. Jobo? <laughs> so, I guess you're watching on YouTube for Sportsnet Plus. I, the question marks are fitting. So, I sent a tweet being like, what is this? Because my theory is that he doesn't like tape on the top of his stick, which is a mm-hmm. insane person. Like you need yeah, to, to yes. you need to, I don't know how you would play hockey without tape on the top. But is it that like, he's afraid of his finger getting stuck down in there? Like, what is that? Like, there's gotta be a reason behind that. Someone said that you have to have tape on the top. Like the league says, you have to have tape. Like the league tape. is checking everybody's knobs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got better things to do. <laughs> Anyways, they're checking. It's like this is really getting into least talk after dark. Here we're going blue. <laughs> yeah. um, but I just oh, God. that stick tape to me. It's like, is he got a pet snake in there that he's trying to keep in? Like, I well- <laughs> think I need to pull up your tweet because I want to give credit. But I thought I saw somebody saying that like he's got cigarettes in there that he doesn't want to slide out, and I laughed so hard at that because that's the only thing he's missing is like a dart while he's ripping around on the ice because that is like the essence of of Tyler Bertuzzi. But somebody said a yeah. bait pen was hiding in yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so good it's hilarious but no i i honestly whoever's there if it's like sean mckenzie somebody's got to be down there to ask after the game like what is going on here he is putting it on there like it's just got to be a bit at this point there's there's no i don't know there's no need for that but i kind of love it maybe that'll help me you know set some set some people up and score some goals in my beer league i'm gonna try it out no way (laughs) there's no way i'm stepping onto a beer league ice attack um (laughs) <laughs> yeah and his eyes he just looks like he had an edible before the game he's a wild guy like yeah, he is man. complete chaos at all times and i really do like the take up and going with a lot on this show and on kipper and born is that i think it's under his numbers in the regular season are going to be underwhelming but then mm-hmm. like once the playoff starts he's just going to be a different animal and everybody's going to like fall so deeply in love with Tyler Bertuzzi. I can just, I already feel it. Cause he saw what he did last year with the Bruins mm-hmm. where he was like their best player in that first round series, even though they got put out obviously, but I do feel like he's going to be a playoff type guy that really kind of, you know, elevates and there and yeah, people are going to fall. It's not right. He like does. that's the difference between, I know regular season, like it's like Wednesday, January 3rd at one thirty. It's hard to replicate what that's going to be like when it comes playoffs, but that's kind of the guy you want 
getting gritty in the corner, right? And like yeah. he's the guy that can draw a penalty, maybe like what Kadri used to do, but maybe mm-hmm. not cross the line, right? Like he could push, <laughs> he could push that button. He's like got a kachuk in him, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the hardest thing to play against, right? Is a guy that you just hate, but he does it in a way that you're like, I gotta respect it, right? But yeah. maybe you don't respect the the one thing on the, the tape on the knob. But <laughs> yeah, I think I'm excited to see what he does. But like he's getting better with each time that we watch him. That's kind of what you want. Slow start is like, you know, you can draw your conclusions after two weeks and some people did, but yeah. uh, he's, he's like shut out the noise and he's played incredibly well. Like that line was popping tonight. Other than the first five minutes, I think I texted you where I think Matthews put oh the puck God. on that like 40 times. And I was like, okay, he's going to score 10 tonight. It was, that was the start for the Maple Leafs was Matthews, Matthews, Matthews. And then it, it kind of quieted out and, and like it was, you know, Nylander's got his 50th point tonight, like already. Yeah. You guys are on Kipper and Bourne putting out viral clips. Kipper is trending (laughs) worldwide because he mentioned that, you know, Willie's contract, he's got numbers and he's saying, uh, you know, 8, 11, 25. And whoo, so lots of attention on Willie Nylander. And he got 50 points tonight. So I think, you know, he he saw the tweets. For sure. Uh, Yeah, he's definitely watching real Kipper and Bourne from his, you know, his his, uh, Louis Vuitton couch. Um, So I guess we'll go to Martin Jones now, who I thought, well, you know, I just have said this a lot of times, but I'm so just, I respect the guy. I'm so impressed by the guy. Like this guy came here as the third goalie, clears waivers, obviously at the start of the year, starts the year with the Marlies and has come up here and he's just been a pro. Like, I think tonight was a pretty quiet first half of the game for him. Like they at least really played a good defensive game pretty much for the, the whole thing couple power plays where they got a lot of chances, specifically the power play at the end of the second where he made five or six really good six, saves. There were six shots in that yeah. power play. And, and he I was played, like, yeah, he two made a, huge saves. And, you know, that's something the Leafs, it kills the Leafs giving up goals at the end of periods. And I felt like that was going to happen there and it's just going to change the game totally. And, like, I don't know and I don't think that Jones is a long-term solution for this team, but... I just, I'm, I give the guy full credit for coming up here and just being a pro. Like you can see 100%. why he's gotten so many, like even with the Kraken last year, I think he ended up with 27 wins and his numbers aren't very good, but like, you can see why the coach of whoever team he's on just keeps playing him because he just looks calm and steady. Like you're, he's you're the opposite put him in of Ilya Samsonov. Exactly. Like, you watch him and you feel a level of comfort, a level of professionalism. Like he yeah. gets it. He's not getting shaken by the moment. He could stand tall in those in that little spurt of time, that two minute power play at the end of the second. No, I'm not gonna like say Elias Samsonov would have let in a goal, but like you the level, it. yeah, okay, he would. <laughs> the level of composure that you saw from Martin Jones is why he's played so many NHL games. Why he was a perfect guy to like slide through waivers and have as a mm-hmm. backup option, which looks so incredibly smart at this point, because now he might be a guy that shoulders the load for the next month, maybe month and a half at this point. Yeah. And I, I guess I wanted to ask you about tomorrow because you know that's the back to back. Obviously, yeah. Hilda Beast is up on mm-hmm. the road trip. There's so much anticipation. It's like is he going to start tomorrow or not they also have saturday's game against san jose which is martin jones's old team yeah. so like if i'm the coach i'm putting hill to be in tomorrow night even though like martin jones didn't have to face like the heaviest workload tonight he got shut out against his former team as well and like i think it's his yeah. 30th career shutout i want to see this hill to be guy in action i know the ducks aren't like the hottest team in the world but i think it's a perfect landing spot for him because Back to back with Jones, and then what you're going to obviously put Jones in, I would assume, on Hockey Night in Canada against his former team. For sure. So, is that 
three in a row. I think it's Hilda B tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Waylish. What's your I, hesitation, Sam? I just, uh, he's such a young guy. And to me, Jones is like, I, I you're probably right. You're probably right. But like Joseph Wall was a young guy. Did you, did you hear what did you hear what Keith said about Hildeby today? He's like, yeah, you know, he's first Austin Matthews came down, blew one by him, so he got a good idea of it's like, oh, well, great, thanks. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's kind of a rude thing to say, first of all. But he's I probably just, just trying to lower expectations because we're all looking at his AHL numbers, and he's the Hilda Beast, yes. and he's yeah, like, yeah. you know, maybe that. people are thinking he's going to come in and get a shutout, but I think he can't be worse than Ilya Samsonov. I don't oh, yeah. think you're going to shake this guy's confidence in one NHL start. And if you do, like maybe we have to have deeper discussions yes. about getting your confidence shaken in one start. And I think like there's just so much that we don't know yet about his short professional career that just throw him in there. I'm ready for it. I, I want the beast tomorrow night because we're on Leafs talk again tomorrow night. Yeah. So I need to to be able to update my thoughts on Hilda beast tomorrow night. So here's what I'm thinking about it because I think – Hildeby is like a Leafs prospect, right? And mm-hmm. the fan in me is like, you gotta see him in there. You gotta yeah. see him in there. Like I'm the 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 guy who talks about the Leafs for five hours a day, every single day. It's like, <laughs> give me a little a new storyline, <laughs> a little piece of content, a little piece of meat, something to gnaw on because this, you know, it's the the monotony of a regular season. Mm-hmm. But like, I think you have to think of it more of like an emergency call up as opposed to like the future goalie coming mm-hmm. in here to like start to get hot. Like, I think last year when Murray was hurt, Samsonov played back to back when they had Keith Petrozelli as the starting goalie. Oh yeah, I remember that. And I, I mean, I remember that. I don't remember my email password, but like, I think he played two in a row. I couldn't tell you who it was against. Yeah. If I was a betting man, I bet you they go back to Jones tomorrow. I just, hmm. I think. I think I would love to see Hilda B. Kipper agrees with you. He's like, put him in. You got to see what you get. Yeah, well, like, obviously, I, then I'm yeah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Kipper, like, you're probably, you're probably going to end up being, you're going to get to see him. But if mm-hmm. I was Sheldon Keefe, I would probably go back to, to, to Jones. Just because he was good tonight. He got a shutout. Yeah. You, you play tomorrow night in Anaheim, and then you have three full days off before you go to San Jose. It's not like you're flying cross country for a back to back. It's a bus trip. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see the Hilda beast as much as anyone, but like the least are in a position here where you're playing soft opponents and this next, like getting this win tonight was huge to start this road trip off, beating a really quality team in their building. Like you have a chance here to bank eight points. You're playing the, you're playing the crappy ducks. And then you're playing sharks and then sharks yeah, again. Yeah, but they don't play well against bad teams. Yeah, well, that's the scary thing. Well, Alice, you know, you're on to something with that one. That's uh, that's, uh, oh. that's a theory that I just, you know, has been one of the core takes of my entire being of this era of Leafs fandom. And I just threw it out the window. So you're <laughs> right. You're right about that. But like, I just, I do feel like you want to go, you know, throw them in there and get a chance. But I do think you want to have your best quality in there. But I, I guess that's why they make the big bucks and we make the medium yeah. bucks. I really have no idea what they're going to do. But if I was a coach, I'd go back to Jones. I would. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is you kind of have, for the first time ever, seems like two 
options that you're comfortable with, like trying a new goaltender who's never yeah. played for the Toronto Maple Leafs or Martin Jones, who was your third stringer that you yeah. had as an AHL level goalie. Like that is the weirdest sentence to say. I don't think both anyone are better options than Samsonov. And that's it. Insane. Like I don't, I don't think that if you had said on January 3rd uh, predictions that these two goalies would be the ones that you're considering putting in net, I think we'd all be like, what happened? Uh, yeah. But that's kind of the way that the season has gone. And so, yeah, I see. I see the validity in both. Good thing we don't have to make the decision. Yeah, we'll just update you after the game tomorrow. <laughs> so a couple quick, um, a couple quick notes I had here. I like the fourth line tonight, and mm-hmm. I don't know what they ended up playing. Uh, I'm just I'm always quickly scrolling for for ice times here. That's but, Jobo's job. Yeah, I know. So What's McMahon he even played. Do, eh? he just presses buttons on McMahon the show. McMahon played twelve. Uh, Gregor played 12 camp played 1430. So I thought that they had it like camp specifically. The, cool, the, he's got the healthy scratch, right? It like it worked. Yeah. It's the hardest it, he's played in like a mold. Like, I didn't think he needed like a wake up call. Like, no. you know, he's kind of like a guy that you just, you expect the same level out of yeah. most nights, but sometimes, you know, you make the right decision and it looked like he kind of got shot out of a cannon a little bit more because of that. And, that's a good decision by Sheldon Keefe then. And Bobby McMahon to me, there is a chance for him to play in the league as a fourth line guy for like five, six more seasons. If he just uses his body, cause he's a huge guy. He and is. You saw him doing it tonight where mm-hmm. he like gets in on the four check and he leans on guys. And it's like, he's never going to be a top six guy. You know, he's just, he's a 27 year old guy that's come up late here, but I really do think he has the tools to be a guy that, can play in your bottom six for multiple years. Like I, I like the size. I like him being a little bit grit. Like if he can find a way not to fight or whatever, but he had four Mm -hmm. hits tonight, but just to continue doing that, I think he's going to earn the trust. And I, I liked him again tonight. So I thought it was a good fourth line night and yeah, an old, uh, old Nicky Robertson didn't end up playing too much tonight. It was a bit of a big boy game for him. I thought, I think he ended up playing eight thirty nine, lowest of any leaf player. So that's a that's a story for another day, but they might have to find another another solution for our for our yeah. boy Nick. He's he, it just feels like it's not going in the right direction for him. But we don't need to spend time on that after the Leafs beat the Kings uh, three zip. Do you have anything else on this game? Because I wanted to pivot to something else with you. Um, do you like oh do you like the silver buckets? I do, I do. I love them. I would never wear one. Obviously, like it's not like a statement that you can wear one in ASHL. That's just it's not something that's yeah. going to happen. But, you know, for the L.A. Kings with those jerseys, with those gloves, and I I just think it looks awesome. I think they look really good. And I thought the jersey matchup tonight, like, because of the I was curious what you thought about that, the black and white. Lose in those jerseys. Mm -hmm. So that sucks. But my mom loves those jerseys. So I always She's like, oh, they look tough. They look tough in these jerseys. (laughs) So I always have a soft spot for those leaves. Honestly, Willie looks like a villain, like a a Swedish villain in that black jersey. And he just, he gets a level of like, I don't know. It's like something about the black. He just pops more. He looks like menacing in it. He does. Yeah, he looks really really good in it. You know, he looks great. The chain is popping recently. Is that new chain? Like it's coming out. It's coming out a lot. The chain. He's he's just got an air about him right now. Everything's working. He does. So no, <laughs> I like it. the silver buckets. I just think that that logo and those colors. I think that should be their normal jersey, <laughs> and then they just switch in like a black helmet once in a while. I I just I love the silver. I don't think it's really a popular take by any stretch. Like I like the gold buckets too. You know, there's just enough black and blue and yeah. in the league. Why not? You don't like it. 
No, it's I, I really don't like it. Wow. At all. Wow. I'm just respecting your opinion and traditionalist, politely, Alish. I like you, the color just, black. I like the color white. I, I do like red, blue. You know, yeah. Those are the hockey colors. I like the the primary colors and the main shades, and that is all. Don't venture off of any of the non-main shades and primary colors. Thank you very much. That's what I'm going to call you. That's your new nickname, Alish <laughs> Main Shades. <laughs> That's very very black and white. <laughs> all right. Hey, I had a couple quick. Uh, PWHL takes for you. Are Love you ready? it. PWHL talk after okay. dark. So, um, really happy. I just, you know, I, I really want this to work because we've seen all these different leagues that have mm-hmm. just kind of been twisted in the wind. And this one really does feel different, which is incredible. But yeah. the main thing for me is the contact, Dalish, and the physicality oh, yeah. through first two games oh. where I've always thought it was stupid that there was no contact in women's hockey. I guess I get it at like the Olympic level where like the American and women, uh, the Canadian women are like way mm-hmm. bigger and faster and stronger than a lot of the women that they're playing against. So I guess I understand that aspect of it, but at this where it's like all the best players, like the contact, there's some bigger hits in this game. Like yeah. in the today, uh, between Ottawa and Montreal, there's a couple of massive hits, uh, Toronto and, and, and New York yesterday. There's some big hits. And they're just plowing through. No one's diving. They're getting back up. They're playing hard. Mm-hmm. Like I was really impressed about the physicality. That's the first thing that jumped out to me. So I texted uh, resident uh, women's hockey expert, Christina Rutherford, wonderful mm-hmm. writer for Sportsnet.ca, who has a great piece up about the first game. And she says it's allowed. Like it's like, because I was like, oh, they're hitting. And it's, it's now allowed, which to me mm-hmm. – is a huge thing for the PWHL. I really do. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a stupid take or not, but I think it matters no. huge. I mean, like there's been two games so yeah. far and I've had more people message me about women's hockey than ever in my life. And Love that. Uh, like people that don't know, I used to play and yep. um, I played in the CWHL. So that was the, the, the only pro league I got an opportunity to play in. And obviously it was much different. This has been like kind of a shift in, I guess, their approach. Like the girls are physical; they're yeah. strong. Like these girls are jacked, and the, the the pace is so fast. So when you do see contact, it's like it's jarring, and you're not used to it. Like there's not open ice, mid ice. Like you're not getting you know destroyed. No. Like, no. but around the boards, around the net, the contact is honestly more than I have ever played yeah. NCAA professional. When I played for Team Canada, none of this ever happened so watching it happen is awesome like it's just changed like the dynamic of the game it's changed the interest level and not that they you needed like any of that really to like bring people in but it it just does change the people are like women's hockey is not physical well it is these girls are laying each other out and there's all this like like built up i don't know if it's like angst or played in a while aggression but they just are rocking each other and they just want to make an impact right away it's been so awesome to watch but yeah the the physicality has never been like this before and i think it's awesome to watch and i love tonight uh your girl laura stacy scores a goal for uh for montreal yeah and then hugs her fiance behind the net so cool i'm like oh what other that is incredible like, I was yeah, like, that's oh the, the dream, the dream <laughs> yeah, duo. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty cool. So uh, I know you yeah. have a very good relationship with Laura, but that was, that was mm-hmm. awesome. So I'm honestly, uh, hoping- if anybody gets a chance to go and I know like tickets are crazy. If you're in the Toronto market, like, yeah, yeah good luck. But if there's no chance or what? Them- Cause I want to go well, on the 13th, uh, one o'clock. 
okay buddy so i luckily got season tickets like i bought them and i had to be on a wait list and do a deposit and they only released them like you had to be on your computer right away and so every single home game is sold out you cannot buy tickets anymore so you have the resale market or you've got to get a good friend that might help you out and like we'll have to discuss I would have to. uh, Maybe I I can get it. If you can get Kipper to take me to like the alumni NHL (laughs) box one day, then maybe I'll give you a set of tickets to a PWHL game. Well, the the problem is, I have this reputation now, Ailish, amongst my family, my friends, like Mr. Shameless. Like the own sound of pack. They're giving me. I saw you there. You're just hilarious. Like you're like like their mascot now. My my home course, Legacy Ridge. There was a wrapped christmas gift under my tree at home from them Amazing. sweaters hats like i, I know some i can i can, I can make it happen sam I'll, wow I'll, uh, i love it I you love just it. gotta no you problem. know get a little kipper and born promo for yeah, them i'm no sure problem. we can finesse no something but no you gotta see it up close and personal it's it's pretty awesome well, pretty i'm really proud of everybody too for getting it to this point because i went to uh the last toronto six game where they played against the connecticut whale before mm-hmm. they went and won the cup and it was like so physical and yeah. fat and I was like the physicality is key. That's what makes hockey mm-hmm. hockey. Yeah. And that's makes everybody mad at each other. And that's good. You want people mad at each other. So anyways, those are my uh, PWHL takes through two games. And I wanted to share them with you. So PWHL talk. I love okay. it. Good. All right. Thanks, Alish, time for bed. Uh, this has been Leafs talk. Uh, thanks very much. <laughs> If anyone watched, we might have just been having a personal conversation. Yeah, like if you're up right now, you're a sicko and we appreciate it. So as JD Bunkus would say, smash the like button, five stars, retweet. Does a lot for us. Follow us, Sam McKee on Twitter, JD Bunkus. Like smash it, five stars. Uh, At Ailish Forfar on Twitter. I think it's the same on Instagram. You already have millions of followers. I don't need to tell them that. So Uh, absolute pleasure tonight, Ailish. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow at the office. And uh, thanks for watching, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.